Welcome to Finding Your Voice After 40, a weekly podcast that includes interviews with multicultural women and men over the age of 40 who have gone from ordinary to extraordinary living. I am your host, Kenya McGuire-Johnson, and as an artist, educator, and certified health, wellness, and mindset coach, my goal is to share incredible interviews and stories of people you may know or you may not know who are reclaiming and renewing their lives. Whether you're over 40 or not quite there yet, each week you will be inspired to thrive and not simply survive. Remember, change is inevitable, but growth is optional. To learn more about our amazing self-care and wellness holistic services, head on over to www.findingyourvoiceafter40.com or to get bonus episodes, head over to our Patreon and become a subscriber at patreon.com slash findingyourvoice. Hello and welcome back to Finding Your Voice After 40. This is Kenya. And we are at episode 60. OMG, that is crazy. A whopping 60 episodes of interviews and conversations and discussions and laughter and joy and heartfelt thoughtfulness and reflection. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I really think that this particular interview, I couldn't think of a better divine way to celebrate it. Um, This is an interview with Dr. Toya Guzman, who is a priest of Oya. She is a spiritual healer. She is a therapist, a licensed therapist. She is my licensed uh, therapist and coach and spiritual healer. We, I, I can't even, we're not in active uh, sessions, but she is who, when I was in active sessions, um, I, it doesn't really, I can't, I don't know if I can find the exact words of my gratitude for Toya. Um, I try to allude to this in the episode. When you listen, you'll hear more about what brought me to Toya, how we connected. Um, how Toya helped me through my divorce, how Toya helped me um, connect to my authentic self and to um, my understanding of my soulful self versus my human ego self. And this this episode is special in that we're not going to so much dig into Toya's life. We're going to dig into the whole concept and make sense of spirituality um, and, and the journey. Um, and hence the title, Making Sense of Your Spiritual Journey. Um, and I hope no matter where you're at in your journey when it comes to faith, spirituality, um, whatever it is you practice, whatever way, you know, if it's a religion that you belong to, whatever it is or, or not, I encourage you to take a moment and listen to or watch, because we are making this interview available on YouTube, you know, this episode. I think it's very powerful. Um, unfortunately, I do think that the sound on Toya's in is slightly, it's, it's, it sounds like when you're talking to someone on a telephone, um, on TV, when you hear the person talking about from a telephone. So there's, there's some interference, there's some muffling, 
muffled kind of sound, but I think you should still, we, I wanted, I didn't want to redo it. I wanted, I think that what she says is so powerful and I want it to um, capture the rawness of where we went. Um, and I didn't want to redo that. So um, I am planning to invite Toya to come back because there's no way we can really make sense of the spiritual journey <laughs> in 50 minutes or whatever amount of time we had. So I do plan to invite her to return. And, and hopefully when we do that, um, our, our mic situation, sound situation will be a bit clearer, but definitely this is a must listen to. I am honored that she took the time for us to talk. And again, I'm honored um, to have her be a part of my life. And um, obviously we talk about how, if this resonates with you, um, how to join different communities that she has available to just help you um, as you make sense of this thing called life and spirituality. So super excited for you to dig in. Um, some quick notes. Um, if you're listening to this in live time or you're listening to this before October 28th, we have a pretty big astrological situation <laughs> that we are in and that we're approaching a lunar eclipse. We're in eclipse season. Um, if you're wanting to learn a bit more about what does all of that even mean, if you're wanting to still kind of just dig in a little bit deeper into why maybe so much is happening from a cosmic area. Um, I encourage you to join our Patreon She Collective level because at that level, we do monthly workshops um, and you have the opportunity to do one-on-one um, -on -one sessions with me. And we can dig more into this, educate you a bit more, give you more information, support you in whatever it is that you're doing. So again, if you go to patreon.com slash finding your voice and you join, we have a seven day free trial, so you don't have to pay for the first seven days and you'll still get our resources that we pass out and have access to our, um, you know, workshops and coaching with me, please consider joining. I just think it's super informative. And if you are a part of that community, you will know that this Saturday, the 28th, we are doing an astrological uh, workshop, self-care workshop with um, myself and Wilda Preville, who is a professional astrologer. And so if you're really wanting to dig in, um, I would say go ahead and join that Patreon level. Again, you can, even if you just join at the free trial, um, you would at least get access to the uh, recording if you didn't attend for the live session, which is held on Saturday, the 28th at noon Eastern time, 11 central time. The other thing is we are getting closer and closer and closer to our retreat, our Mexico retreat date. Um, we're starting, I'm starting, I'm going to be starting to talk to the women more about their packing list and, you know, all the goods. So we're getting closer. We still do have availability. So if you are interested, go to findingyourvoiceafter40.com slash retreats, or go into the show notes and you'll see where you can click on and learn more about the experience and how you can be a part of it. I did want to say this. I saw a post um, on Instagram about a week ago from the time I'm recording this um, from the NAP ministry um, regarding the idea of luxury retreats and um, that their framework um, in the NAP ministry is, is not that of the need to do 
do retreating and um, you can go and look yourself, but you know, and, and I appreciate that they wanted to really articulate that their idea of rest is not um, of the same framework as retreats. I would say that I thought that also there were some statements made about retreats that I don't know if it was completely fair um, in that I do think that you do have some travel retreats or luxury retreats that maybe don't give space for rest and don't really do the actual work of what a retreat is. But the word retreat means to rest. It means to release. It means to give space. Um, and so I do believe in our retreats, while we do have activities, um, the activities are really there to encourage um, you to retreat into your understanding and inner space and your ease. Um, and so I, you know, I think there's some real big misunderstandings of, of retreats um, and what the purpose of them are for. I do think that rest is critical. As you know, I talk about rest endlessly. I've written music about rest. Um, I've been on that rest trip for a long time. Um, I also and really believe that if you are going to a retreat facilitated by a qualified um, practitioner like myself, um, you know, it further um, contributes to your process and to your progress. Um, and to your journey. That's what it should be doing. So just wanted to say that if you're feeling like you are needing, um, you, you're wanting the rest, you're wanting to get a little bit more connected to what's inside, purpose, understanding, pleasure, um, that is what I am trained to do to facilitate that, to help you, to support you through that journey. Um, I always let people know of my credentials because there are many people out here who um and no, no disrespect at all who are facilitating many things, but don't necessarily have, they may have the personal experience, but please understand this. When we, especially what's happening right now in um, the world and, and the level of intensity and how honestly to me, the universe is shifting. Um, when we are triggered or when we are put in spaces that um, may make us have to go into a deeper part of ourselves that, that is scary, that is maybe um, an awakening, maybe something that you didn't expect to face. When we're in those spaces, being able to have someone carry you through that and hold space for you while you process that, you to me, you will just be best served if you are with someone who has done actual training of how to do that work because that work is very specific um, to be able to hold space for people when they are in um, challenging spaces or when they're having to get into very raw, raw and primal spaces. And so, you know, that's for me getting my master's in counseling and going to go through training of being a certified holistic coach and being trained in advanced, you know, birth uh, astrology and birth chart reading, all of that. I do all of that so that one, because I love it, I'm passionate about it. Obviously, um, it adds to my own personal purpose and journey, but it's also so that when I'm working with others, I'm really able to hold the space for them in a way where they are safe, um, where they are inspired, where they are honest. Um, and, you know, and so I really am very mindful of that and very extremely intentional 
about that um, in in our retreats and in any any experience with me. So just wanted to add that on that our retreats, you know, we have a certified yoga instructor. I am certified. Um, this, I have done retreats, facilitated retreats. I am an, an assistant professor at a university, so I'm I'm very. Um, and I've been in edu- higher education um, for over two decades. So it's a space that I'm very comfortable with and a space that I love. And um, I just want you, if you are thinking about a retreat, whether it's my retreat or you know someone else's, just make sure you're really aware of who is facilitating that, what gives them the, the credit to be able to facilitate that, and is it a match for how you want to be held in a space? Okay. All right, our mindful message. You hear me rolling it out with the pencil in the background. (laughs) Our mindful message. Take this with you for the week, the day, the month, however you want. Expansive. Every day I am learning new things and expanding into my highest potential. Well, I couldn't ask for a better message. I randomly pull these. I do not read them until I read them to you um, because I like to be surprised too and feel the kind of divinity of of timing of what I pull. Um, I do think that I, I ask that you be willing to be expansive in listening to this interview and considering spirituality maybe beyond what you've traditionally thought about it. Or if you've always been outside the box, hopefully this can further confirm and affirm you and acknowledge the work that you're doing. So, all right, let's dig into episode 60, Making Sense of Your Spiritual Journey, an interview with Dr. Toya Guzman. And we are back and... I don't even know how to begin an appropriate intro (laughs) for this amazing soul. I'm going to try not to cry on the podcast, but (laughs) welcome, Dr. Toya. Can I just call you Toya for this hour, for this 40 minutes? Please call me Toya. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, So... One of the, the reason I invited Toya to come in this space, it's funny, we usually interview our guests, ask about their lives, how they're navigating life after 40, all the things. Um, but as I've mentioned in this season, this season two of the podcast, I'm wanting to bring more spirituality, more healers in the space because I just feel I would be doing a disservice to really the gifts that I'm trying to put out there without talking about spirituality. And yeah. I brought, I've brought in a coach, a spiritual coach. She's uh, Misha Bradford came last month. Um, but mm-hmm. this month, and she was fantastic. And we did unpack a little bit of Misha's journey personally as a spiritualist and just the things she's had to navigate. But today with Toya, we got to get into just talking about spirituality and how what she does with it yes what you do with it and ah i'm so excited so this is how i would like this this is going to roll a little different than we usually those who listen to the podcast every week this is going to roll a little different than i usually do with guests but before we get into this this topic that i'm so passionate about i'd love for you just to introduce yourself share a little more about what it is you do and what 
if you can, in a in a brief, I know this probably won't be brief, but in a brief way, what has <laughs> led you yeah. for you to be in this space um, spiritually? So. Okay, I'll, I'll try. Do my best. <laughs> I may need a little help from you because, as I said before, it's very difficult for me to talk about myself. But thank you for the opportunity. Um, okay, my name is Toya Guzman. Uh, Afe is my name. I am also a priest of Oya, Orisha Oya. We can talk about that later if it's appropriate. Um, so what do I do with regards to spirituality? So um, some people may know me as a therapist because my educational background is in psychology. Um, my doctoral degree is in um, divinity. So my master's psychology um, and uh, bachelor's is community health education. So, and I got a whole bunch of a whole bunch of other little things in between there. But so my journey has not been linear though. So um, as I went through, so let me start with this. I've always been a medium. I've mm. always been a medium, mm. meaning mm. someone who has the ability to speak to spirits, someone who has the ability to tap into other people's energies and ancestors and things of that nature. And, and have communication with them and then assist them from that space. So that was something that um, as early as like five years old, I can remember wow. having, wow. you know, the realization that there was something different about me in that way. Um, and luckily I had a grandmother who was also a medium and mm. had those spiritual gifts. And she recognized those gifts in me very early. And she cultivated them in me very early. So, mm. uh, so from a very personal standpoint, uh, spirituality has always been the lead for me. Mm. Um, but then academically, and because also I wanted to be different, I didn't want to be the strange person who hears stuff and shadows and said, you know, all of that. I yeah. said, okay, let me lean a little bit more on the academic side of things. So I think that, all of the degrees and everything like that was really an attempt to make sense and make mm. linear um, the 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 need to help people the 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 to make use of the of the the spiritual gifts that I already had in a way that you know served me and served other people and paid bills and you know things yeah. like that. Yeah. So yeah, so my journey kind of just elevated from there. But then after I got into um, therapy and things like that, I started to realize that I was leading more with the spiritual leg of things Mm -hmm. than the academic thing, you know? So it was like, am I giving a reading or am I giving you therapy? I don't know, it's a matchup, you know? Yes, can I say something to that point? That was what, so, and I, I was going to wait, but I'm so excited. I just, I, cause I, I want to share with people how I met you and what you just said is what made me say, oh, like literally I was like, oh, so I'm very transparent. Everyone knows if you follow my podcast, um, I'm divorced at this point, but I met Toya when I was in the height of, I don't know what, just chaos with my family. Yeah. It wasn't only marriage, but it was it was family too with my children as well. Um, and to that point, so I got so desperate. I was like, it was like, I don't know, it was like four in the morning, three, I don't know what time it was. And I just Googled black family therapists because I was like, I need somebody to not just help me, not just help my marriage, but help my whole family. 
And Toya's yeah. face came up first. Her practice came up first. And I was like, well, she's black. You know, I don't even really care at this <laughs> point. I'm just going to type instead because I really wanted yeah. a black. I felt like I needed somebody who could really, really relate to me, my family as black people. And so yeah. you, you know, you responded. We ended up making the appointment. We ended up all coming in as a family. And to your point, the, the first session was very typical of a consultation. You may not even remember this, but it was typical of like, you know, what a therapeutic consultation is like. Um, I had never mm -hmm. done a family therapy consultation, but it's what I kind of expected. And, you know, in the more traditional space. And at the end, the very last thing you said, we were sitting around, you were like, so who's the oldest soul Who, who's been here the most? And I was like, did she just say, did she just say oldest soul? Did, just, <laughs> did she just say like past life like stuff? And I was, I remember I got so, it was like God ancestors said, ah, cause I find, I was like, I met somebody who's going to talk in this language that I have felt my whole life, but I've never been able to meet anybody who could, who could also give it language without me prompting them or asking them to. Mm -hmm. And you just said it. And I was yeah. like, thank God. And I remember you, you said it ended up being my oldest son. And I knew it because it was him. It was the conflict we were having going on with him. Mm -hmm. He was the initiate. He was the fire starter to get us to get real with what was going on in the family. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I just, I, so to your point, you leaning into that, had you not said that, I mean, I wouldn't have said we wouldn't have gone, but my, my level of trust at that point became huge. It, it was like, okay, yeah. she, she gets this. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And what's so funny, um, I remember the first time you called me, I was asleep. I was taking a nap and I never take naps during the day, but I was asleep. And as I was waking up, spirit spoke to me and said, the next person, who calls you, your phone is about to ring. And the next person who calls you, you need to help her. Because I wasn't taking clients like that at the time. I was kind of like still mm -hmm. figuring out some other stuff. And yeah. I asked, and then I, I set up and then the phone rang. And I was like, oh, okay, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was you. I was like, well, come on. And the rest is history. The rest is history. The rest is history. Oh my gosh. So, one more leg to your professional background, because I want people to put in yeah. context as we continue this next part of our conversation, where you mentioned yeah. being a priest at this point, a priest of Oya. How did you decide yeah. to go in that direction? What was the thing that kind of oh, led there? And then we'll start talking more about. <laughs> okay. So yes. one of the things I have learned, especially being 40 up, 40, age 40 and up, is how to go with the flow or how to allow spirit to guide me and take me, especially in areas when I just don't, I don't know, I don't have the answer <laughs> and not having the ego. Like, no, cause it's, it's an ego thing. It's mm. like, okay, stuff is happening. And I, don't, I don't know what the hell is going on, but I don't want to say that because yeah. there's so many other people who want, who need to see me as being competent or who need to see, you know, they need to be able to, to trust what I'm saying. So for mm. me to be able to say, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> it's like, what, you know? So to answer your question, um, my husband is what's called a babalao, owl, owl, which is a high priest of Ifa in the Yoruba tradition mm -hmm. of Ifa generation. And I didn't know what that was and I didn't care what that was. <laughs> So what happened is that my sister, and she, she's okay with me sharing this, my sister had a breakdown 
She had mm-hmm. a dark night of the soul mm-hmm. to the point where I had to have her had to have her admit it mm-hmm. and everything. It, it was like legit. Mm-hmm. And of course, with family, it's very difficult for families to hear things from their own family members, you know. So I'm I'm a therapist here and I'm telling her all of these things, but it's like I'm your sister, so you can't get it the way it don't it don't hit the same way, you know. Right, right. And I was okay with her, you know. It, for finding someone who could speak to her in, in the language that she could hear and receive. Mm. So she started to search and she went online and she typed in um, spiritual reading. Mm. And Victor Guzman came up. And all, all, my only answer is that the ancestors tapped her on the shoulder and said, yo, that, go, click that. You know, because there's no other reason why. You wow. know, because he is a, a Mexican man. You know, <laughs> and so it wasn't like she was looking for a brother, you know, or something. She just went and she was like, okay, well, shit, if it helps. Right. I'll right. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. So she clicked and she went. And when I tell you, it was like, she came back from, from her from her reading with him and her face looked different. She looked different. Oh, she wow. looked present. She, I was like, wow. who is this person that's walked in my, because I've been, I was, she was running me crazy at that point. I'm like, well, who are you? And she came in and she said, she said, I'm not even going to try to explain to you what what I just experienced. I want you mm-hmm. to experience it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Now I have a rule. I don't let other people read me. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't. Yeah. You know, I have yeah. my personal reasons as to why, yeah. but I don't. Yeah. yeah. But I made the exception this time and she said, listen, I'll pay for it. Just go. I just want you wow. to have this experience. And she said, I'm going to tell you something when you come back, but I'm not going to tell you now. I'm like, <laughs> so anyway, she paid for it, and I needed to get out of the house. It just whatever. So I went. I showed up. I'm like, this. <laughs> She's going to tell me. I'm like, what are you going to tell me? Yeah. About what? About what? <laughs> you know. And when I tell you, this, this man read my life and I'm not talking about the the things that's Googleable, you yeah, know. Yeah. But he tapped in I'm sorry, Ifa, because mm. he's a messenger, you know, mm. the, to the to the, mm. the sacred ancestral bloodline is what he tapped into. Mm. And for the first time in my in my life, for the first time in my life I was able to go deeper and further mm. with my own spirituality to talk to the ancestors from the seven African tribes and to mm. find out the purpose. Why, why am I? Why am I here? You know, it, why am I <laughs> right. so from everybody else? Where does, where does it come from? And those right. soul answers came in that reading. Mm. You the real deal, and you fine. What? Like, hold on. You got two things going on. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And we, we I started love it. dating and we fell in love and everything. I love it. There. And then a part of that, so um, what was revealed is that I am a daughter of Oya, which is an Orisha or guardian angel. And then you have a tribe. They have um, different, what's called Orishas, that walk with each person. And mm. when you ever become a priest of your Orisha, Whenever you become a priest, you become a, a priest of your Orisha, unless you become okay. a Bible out. So mine, right. mine is, is Oya, my sister's is Oshun, you know, mm, whatever. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. 
And yeah, and so it was revealed that that my the next level of spirituality for me is in being a priest of Boya. Wow. Wow. And this is where you are. Well here I am. Here you are. And it's it's been it's been really everything you just, you know, obviously you put put things in context because I'm sitting, I mean, you and I have a connection, and so I knew parts of yeah. that, but you know, putting that all together in perspective of where you were at in your own spiritual development and, you know, yeah. understanding, you know, like, wait a minute, I, I need to go deeper. And so to those listening, I, I really want to encourage you if you're like, well, I already know kind of what I'm, what I am spiritually and, you know, my religion, I don't necessarily need to tap more into this. I ask that you just pause for a moment because my thought is as long as you have breath, you are on a spiritual journey. There is a deeper thing that you're being called to, to, to investigate, explore, share, so forth. So if you had to define spirituality, because I think right now we're, you know, after COVID and the way things are moving, I think people are beginning to say, Hmm, (laughs) like, um, what do you think is, what is spirituality? How do you define it? And and what is different from it from religion? Because people will say, oh, I'm not, not religious, I'm spiritual. Or I'm not really yeah. into that woo spiritual, I'm, I'm a Christian. What, is there a difference or how would you define that? For me, it is a difference. There is a difference. And let me preface all of this by saying, I never speak in absolute, never. Because I feel like the journey is different for everyone and it's specific for everyone. And we can go into that deeper mm-hmm. if you like. But mm-hmm. so let me just say that um, for me, spirituality is the journey of the mm-hmm. soul. And I, and I do believe that the human experience is broken up into pieces and parts. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing it right, you should die several times mm. within your within your lifetime. You mm. should die several times. Mm. And every time that you die, you're reborn. And if, if you're growing, mm. and I call that cyclical process spirituality. Mm. If you're paying if you're paying attention. It's an, it's intentional though, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so for me, spirituality is the intentional paying attention <laughs> to the <laughs> cycle of your life and being a participant in it, doing it on purpose, being willing to start over, being willing mm. to say you're wrong, being willing to grow and those things. So it's, mm. for me, it doesn't matter what you're, what you identify with as far as maybe Buddhism or Christianity or whatever, I don't care. But if mm-hmm. your soul growth you know because this is what we came here for the human experience is the the consciousness Mm -hmm. coming into this space for the purpose of experience and growth you know some Mm -hmm. people stumble through it their whole life and never really you know um do it in this lifetime they'll get another one just not this one again (laughs) Um, right you know right just not this one. They'll get another one, but not this one. Um, and then some people are, are blessed enough to pay attention this time and then mm. participate in a way that helps them to grow on a soul level, which I call spirituality. Mm. 
Okay, so I've never heard anybody explain spirituality that way. And I love that. I love that you added the element of the cycle and the death and the rebirth. And that that's yeah. really how you look at the journey as opposed to, because I think we typically look at journey as more linear or like squiggle yeah, squaggle, but not, not a death and then rebirth. But having constant yeah. cycles of that is very, very powerful because I think that's the death part, which, you know, death, the way that we term it in our society has had such a negative and scary um, space. Rightfully, it's a loss, right? So there's, you know, it, 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 it constitutes, you know, a, a, a strong emotion. But this idea of rebirth, and that's what the death is for. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's the whole purpose. Even exactly. if we're talking about physical death, physical mm -hmm. death, like it's not, there is no end. There is no end to it. It's a reason why we can sit here and speak to spirit and say, your father's saying this, or your auntie is saying this, or your mama's saying this, or whatever, because that soul, that consciousness never dies. There is no end to it, mm -hmm. to, to the consciousness. Now, the cycles are ongoing. Mm -hmm. And by the way, Oya, is the Orisha of ancestors, of death, of change and transformation. Mm. That is mm. that is all of the things that, that my head Orisha embodies. So for the last year, the past year, I have been getting very familiar with death. Mm. And mm -hmm. I've, I've had I've had some some very personal experiences with death yeah. this yeah. year. And and then also the, the actual intentional spiritual you right. know stuff that, that we do in initiation to help you to understand the cycles of life. Mm. Well, speaking yeah. of cycles, because this this gives us yeah. a good way to get into our 40s. <laughs> yeah. So so when you say cycle, is there a specific amount of time that you think an average cycle is? Like if someone's like, well, I would die every year, or is it? Right. <laughs> yes, right. So let me, so let me, let me say this. I think that every day is a new cycle in some way, form, or fashion, and I think that there are micro cycles, cycles, mm -hmm. and macro cycles. Okay. So, you know, we have the every year, we have our birthday, you know, we come through, we have our New Year's resolutions. Those are like micro cycles, you know, mm -hmm. and you get a little bit of reflection, hopefully. Um, you do a little bit of reflection to see how far you've come and where you are. You do some comparison, blah, 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 blah. But then we have the macro cycles, like age 40. Mm. It's the reason why almost every religion on the planet resonates with the number 40 mm. it's the reason we have 40 days and 40 nights in the desert we have 40 days on the mountaintop we got jesus fasting for 40 days we got Muhammad with the 40 days of the cruiser we got hinduism with the 40 days we it's all over the place mm. and it's like, okay, what do they know they mm -hmm. know that the human experience has a rhythm to it has a vibration to it and whether you were tapped into it or not, whether you were, you know, aware of it or not, or not something is happening. Mm. And on a larger scale, when the soul enters that 40 of a year of life, there's a, there's a pause that happens. Mm. Now, mm -hmm. again, 
some people just fly right through it and just, you know, don't see it. Um, but for those who are paying attention, there's, there's a pause and reflection that happens. It, it doesn't have to necessarily be on purpose either. Sometimes the pause is like a hidden brick wall. Sometimes it's an aha mm. moment. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a body mm-hmm. change. Sometimes it's a a realization that you're not doing this shit no more. You've done it. You've been there. <laughs> right. 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 No, right. seriously, though, because when you hit when you hit 40, you, you start your, your tolerance for certain things becomes a little less, you know? And it's not even, most times it's just that you wake up one day and you're like, fuck this. You know? <laughs> right. 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 Your tolerance is different, you know? Right. There's a reason for that because your soul has accumulated enough data or ex- life experience mm-hmm. for you to say, I know, I, I, this is familiar. Whoa, mm-hmm. wait. I got enough data on the back end now that this is familiar. And the soul acknowledges it, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. any time you are aware of something, you immediately start to manifest within it, good or bad. Uh, yes. Good or bad, good or bad. Your attention to a thing is what gives it life because you lock into it. Uh, and at age 40, that attention process is a little bit different, right? Because you have a little bit more data. And then from that data, you can sift through it and start making some choices on your own, some conscious choices. When you're 19, you're still reaction. You're still reacting yeah. to this before. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. The soul isn't familiar with whatever this thing is. You know, there's no data from it. There's no experience from it. But when you're 40, the soul says, wait a minute. <laughs> I saw this shit when I was 20. You know. Right. Um, you know. And then, and then, and then the, a decision is made. Now, because we are free will free will being mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what you do with that information is on you whether or not you decide to move forward in full knowledge that this is not the best thing for you because you have the experience from the past or if you decide to say you know what i don't know what to do but i know i'm not going to do what i did before yeah. which is also a choice you know mm-hmm. so you know to answer your question when for me the number 40 or the age 40 represents a stage in life to where you start to get some stability. Even the number four in numerology yeah. is a number of stability. You know, yeah. you think of a, 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 a square with four foundation, mm-hmm. you know, that's four. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. zero, which is the all encompassing number. Everything is within within zero. Nothing can begin or end without the number zero, mm-hmm. okay? So when you mm-hmm. put those two numbers together, when you hit 40, there's some stability, there's, there's some planting for the good or the mm-hmm. bad. You know, mm-hmm. you, for the good or the bad, because some folks don't get it, but it, it starts at that point. And for me, 40, when, it, when I hit 40, I started to feel um, less, impulsive maybe i don't know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, like, calm down a little bit calm down just a little bit mm-hmm. and i had enough data and life experience for me to make some different choices in life and start to put myself in a, at the forefront of the decisions that i made whereas before i was so reactionary yeah i wasn't putting me there so you know you just become more present ah 
That was so good. No, it was so good. I, I loved how you talked about the number four and 40 and because all of this is all so connected. And I think we, we've been acculturated or conditioned to think that things are random or that coincidence, mm -hmm. or this is over here, this is over there. And, you know, I hope that by listening to, you know, what you just said, that people understand how these dots, they really do connect, not directly, yeah. and not maybe the way that we anticipate them to, but our life is, is happening on purpose. Like there are things happening now, how we respond to it, like you said, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's up to us, but cause yeah. that's the whole point of having this opportunity of being a human, but because it is an opportunity. I mean, I feel like being this opportunity, it's, it's, yeah. it's not a death sentence and we've made it seem so horrible and that we're going to wait until we get through this horrible human existence before we can have joy. Can I, I mean, that's my opinion. What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts? I, I feel the exact same way. And I literally was just saying this to a group of people last night. Like, this is an opportunity. Life, do you know that there are souls lined up in the ether? Like, please tap me in. Let me get in. Come on. Like, help me. Let, yeah. let me get in. First. And it's like, and we waste so much time surviving. Yes. You know, in survival mode. And it really robs us of the experience that we waited to get here to have. You know what I'm saying? And that's what a lot of ancestors are screaming at, at their at their lineage, like this, and don't waste this opportunity to live. You yes. know, be here, be present, get in there. And when you do that, you really boost your whole bloodline up. You yeah. know, and both ways, both ways from everybody behind you that's coming, and everybody before you that 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 lived before they get a boost mm. when you live, and when you acknowledge who you are, and you live in that vibration because. There's an ethereal cord. Look it up. Mm -hmm. There's an ethereal cord <laughs> that is attached on the spiritual realm to our ancestors that connects us, but also to the ones who will be born through our bloodline and lineages. So just mm. like when a baby is in the mother's womb and the mother eats and the nutrients go through that cord to that baby and it feeds them and it's vibrant and it grows, it goes both ways when it comes to the ancestors and when it also comes to the, the ones who will come through through your bloodline as well. It's all reverberating down. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You need to, you need to, I mean, we're going to talk in a minute how people, if they want to connect more to you, but I'm like, you're, I've yeah. known you for 300 years and I've not heard you break it down like this. So this is really, <laughs> it's, we don't, we usually talk about my problems. So, but, um, but this is, this is really, really helpful. So let's sit in the space of, you know, we were talking about this is an opportunity as a human to, to be here and to, to live and, and these connections, how we're, you know, lifting up the whole ancestral line. So we're also in a very peculiar state <laughs> in humanity. Um, I think it's a yeah. fascinating state and I'm very excited because we're finally tapping into some truths that, you know, have been avoided for whatever reason. But for that person is like, okay, I don't really see that. I don't really feel like I feel parts of that some days, but 
what are some things, I guess, spiritually, or how can a person begin to, to tap into the joy of this? Is there practices, anything that you would recommend to that person? To a person who doesn't naturally feel the spiritual pull yeah. to, to dive deeper, yeah. Um, what can they What can they do to, to get it? I would say just pay attention. Mm. Pay, pay attention because everybody has a, a language that resonates best with them. You know, even when we talk about things like the, the clear, clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsensitive, clair, you know, da, 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 right? Mm-hmm. That's just evidence that everybody has a, their way of perceiving spirituality, mm-hmm. what we're calling spirituality. Mm-hmm. And it's not the same for everybody. That's why I do not bash people or judge people when they say, I ain't feeling it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because what I know is that you are a soul having a human experience. And whether you feeling it or not this is the essence of who you are now mm. how that how that awareness you know presents itself to each person you know that's up to them but the number one thing that a person could do is just start to pay attention pay attention to themselves and pay attention to the world around them also we perceive things from our beliefs uh-huh. and so if we yes. are if, if our if our belief system is that a negative glass half full, the world is a horrible place, blah, 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 because we are constantly manifest. We are creators. God created us in his image or her image, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And what is God? God is love and God is creation, creator, you know? Mm-hmm. So whether we are actively participating in the creation process or passively creating, it doesn't matter. You still are what you think are what you see are what you mm-hmm. see so i just say if we take the spirituality side of it off of it just work on your mind <laughs> work on your yeah. mind because at the end of the day the mind is so personal mm. nobody else is in that brain of yours experiencing heaven or hell is here. Mm. no one else has to has to bear the crosses that you have to bear so if you want to take the spirituality and the religion stuff off of it, be my guest. Mm. But here, get, get this temple in right, right. And I mm. promise if you get this right, you will you'll have this spiritual experience, whether that's what you want to call it or not. You don't have to, <laughs> we don't have to call it that. We can call it we can call it Mardi Gras. Well, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Just as long as you're good. Right. Well, I'm I'm so glad that you brought in then mindset and and you know how you're thinking because that was going to be my follow up question is, yeah. People, I think, are beginning to pay attention. I think in the conversations that I have, they're paying attention, but then there's this immense fear of what they find when they start paying attention, and then yeah. there's this there's this immense, um, the fear leads to then not being able to trust what that they, what they see. Um, and I don't know if you have thoughts about, you know, what do you do with that, that fear? Yeah. What do you do when you're having a really hard time trusting what you know about mm-hmm. yourself or about the truth? Any, any tips? So, so the first thing I would say is before you, you, you have, no one has to, excuse me. 
<laughs> it would be a great idea to be to have your own back. Have your own back. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is everybody in this world are going to have some form of resistance mm-hmm. or disbelief to what's presented ex- externally. So if you tell somebody, you know what, I, I don't know what to, how, to, how to say this, but I feel like you need to be careful while you're going out today. Something in my gut is telling me mm-hmm. that you need to be careful. Now, okay, we can take that two ways. We can say, girl, you're crazy. Like, you're tripping. Or you can say, okay, it might be some truth to that. I'll, I, I take that. And if it's nothing, it's nothing. And that'll make, her, that'll make you crazy for fulfilling that. Because it didn't manifest, because it could mm-hmm. be in the person's auric field, mm-hmm. and just because it didn't manifest does, doesn't mean that it wasn't there. Right. Um, and you honor yourself. You consistently honor yourself and honor what you feel and have your own back, because mm-hmm. you you can never gain the confidence enough to hone in. So people always ask me, how do I know the difference between an ancestor or a spirit speaking to me and my own thoughts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I say, because ever since I was five years old, my grandmother made me distinct, make a distinction. Mm. Is this you or is this you? <laughs> And it's like, okay, like I'm five years old. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I don't know how I'm supposed to know. Okay. Well, what were you doing before you heard this message? Uh, I was playing with my Barbie dolls, and what was Barbie playing? She was trying to get with Ken. They was trying to hook up, and it was like blah blah blah, you know. And the thing, but but the message that just came to you had something to do with some totally different, unrelated to that. Okay, that was not you. That was spirit. Yeah. And then I started. Yeah. To, but see, here's the other thing I want people to understand: you have to get extremely familiar with yourself. Mm. Yes. All of the ancient. Every ancient, you I don't care, Socrates, all these old folks from back in the day, the first thing they said is know thyself. Know thyself. Because you, if you don't know yourself, then you'll be up in the air and you won't trust the things that come to you. You won't trust mm. the leads. You won't trust the, because you don't know yourself well enough to know what's your voice and what's someone else. Mm. Just know your own voice. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the second uh, saying that all the ancients from back in the day said is to thy own self be true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So once you know who you are, be true to yourself. And once you start to get that, that intimate relationship with yourself, then you'll, you listen, listen to the verbiage of this. You will be able to trust yourself. Yes. You see what I'm saying? You yes. will be able to trust yourself. Yes. And it, it doesn't happen before that. It, you have to get a relationship with yourself so that you can trust yourself. Mm. This is so good because, you know, each time I'm like, oh, 
but what about this? And I'm looking at the clock and I cannot believe we're about to hit 40 minutes and that's just not I'm possible. So so no, you're doing awesome. What are you saying? No, 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 no. You're doing awesome. <laughs> what you just said with that. And this, I cannot implore people enough. This is where the stillness comes, where you're willing to create more still mm -hmm. moments to get to know yourself. And I, I hear it all the time, especially amongst I hear it a lot amongst black women and that may just be because that's more of my social group, but just like, well, I, you know, I don't have time to sit still. Or if I get too still, then I have to, then I'll think of all this stuff. Like then, then too much yeah. will come up. And so I need to just kind of stay busy so that I will do what it is I said I was going to do. And it always makes my skin just because it's like you're feeding into the self that's not even real. Like you're feeding into this condition this conditioned space that is quite contrary probably to, to your truth. So now you're not creating the space to stop, to, to hear yourself. So now you're doing the things that don't have anything to do necessarily with your truth. And it's, it's very, yeah. it's a weird cycle. So hearing you say that, and I think that's where then the fear and stuff to your point comes because I don't know, I don't know which way to go. Cause I haven't really sat to take the time to really, understand my truth, understand who I am and trust that that is absolutely not only enough, but that's the thing that's going to actually carry me beyond and with abundance and so yeah. forth. Yeah. I just, I just think when, so first of all, avoidance is not the answer. Avoidance is not the solution. Um, and then you say people say they 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 don't want to deal with what comes up. It's there. Mm. How can it, it? It wouldn't have a it comes up. Comes up from where? From in you because it's there. You know what I'm saying? And it it's coming out and up anyway. Mm. In, in the in your relationships and your job and your ability to show up and it's it's there anyway. It's there anyway. So I tell people, uh, do you want to be a, a a victim of it? and not have it there's nothing it's happening to you or do you want to get in control of this and by, by paying attention to this and and deciding i'm doing this for me so that i can live mm. so that i can be happy because this is it mm, this is it, this is it. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Well, I, I'm going to do a little bit of a storytelling to, to kind of show how Toya, how she helped me really do this. Because I was the I was the runner, guys. I was like, oh, no, I know there's a lot of shit going on. Can't deal with that. <laughs> Got to go forward with this. And so I want to just kind of state this and then I'll let you if there's a way for people to connect yeah. to your community, um, to receive support. Um, I'll let you share that, but I'll, I'll say this when we were doing the whole therapy, we're doing the family therapy. I was a mess and you did this. And I, again, you know, you're, you're, you're being in your role and I know that, you know, you're working and you know, you're connecting, but you're also working. So you may not remember all of this stuff, but there yeah. was one particular day that I walked into, you, you, you had said this session, you're like, Kenya, I'm going to pull just you for a minute because we have these sessions and it would be the whole family. So it was like, okay. And so you sat me down and you turned on your computer and you pulled up one of my music videos. 
and you were just like, ah, I just love this video. This looks amazing. You look amazing. Like, look at this video. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that's Hollywood. That's, that's entertainment. That's, you know, that's my Sasha yeah. Fierce, you know, whatever. Yeah. And you were just all happy and like, oh, this is so beautiful. And then when it finished, you were like, so I don't see any part of that, <laughs> that woman in this, in these sessions that we've been having. Where is she? Where is she at? And I'm like, she's not real. Like she's, you know, I don't, she's entertainment. She's, you know, mm -hmm. and you challenged me on that so badly. And then you really, you, you had a really honest moment with me and was like, are you passionate about your life? Are you passionate mm -hmm. about your marriage? Are you passionate? And I'm like, passionate. I mean, why do I need to be that? Like I hadn't even that word just, I left that for entertainment. Like that's for that yeah. other space. And it wasn't, you know, you really challenged me. Yeah, you really challenged me to to say, no, this is who you are. Like this is this is you. And yes, you're an artist, yeah. but that is you. And it it took a lot. I I bring all of this up because I would not be in this podcast space right now. I none of this. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing the astrology, wouldn't be doing any of this had yeah. I not had support. And, you know, you, you gave me when I was really like, I, I know I can't be married anymore. I know I can't do yeah. this anymore. I know. And you never said, go get a divorce or go get, you never, that's not the role of someone, a, a good therapist. Nobody should be telling you what to do. Um, right. You just said that, you know, you need to be choosing you though. And I, I couldn't, I, I needed that. I needed to hear that. I needed the space to process that. And I'm not saying this to say for women who think they should get a divorce, go get a divorce. But what it what it right. showed me, what it showed me was what was my truth. And this goes back to what you were just saying. What is my truth? And I knew that my truth was not to be in that space. And it was less about mm -hmm. oh this is a bad person or this is a whatever. Yeah. I mean, obviously there you know we were having concerns and issues, but this was not a bad person. This was not the situation right. I was supposed to be in that was going right. to allow or allow him or allow our children to have the lives that right. they actually really needed to needed to have, whether they're aware of it or not. And yeah. support, I mean, I, I, I could not have done that, you know, and there was a lot of other spiritual things that happened in between lots that that's, you know, part 12, when we come right. back together, that did a long time get there. But how can people, if they want it, I know you, you know, as you mentioned, you are now a priest of Oya. Um, yeah. You're in a different space, um, you know, in your life and professionally. But is there a community? Is there a space that people could come to you if they wanted to get support? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so my husband and I, we have a, um, a temple. So if anyone wanted to learn more about the Yoruba, uh, Ifa, or Risha, um, tradition, I don't even call it a religion, tradition, mm, lifestyle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we do have um, an online space. Um, it's aspiritualexperience.com, mm. all one word. And we go in there, we teach about the Orishas, we teach about the ancestors, we teach about how to honor them in the traditional way, um, of the Yoruba way, but also the way that um, our ancestors, as they came over from Africa, how they did it, you know, and mm -hmm. the indigenous way, as well, I would say. Um, so we, we have that space. And also on that space, we have conversations like this. 
spiritual mm. conversations where you can, where we can put it into practical application. You know, mm. it's, I can rattle off all kinds of facts and, you know, ancient stuff, but what difference does it make if it doesn't apply to my life right now? You know, right, right. so we have, we have those things. We have those conversations. My husband does reading. He does a, a reading every month. Um, it that talks about the energy that's vibrating mm. with the people. And it's so funny because you know how they say birds of a feather flock together? <laughs> well, that flock has a vibration or an energy that they, the reason why they flock together is because they're all on the same vibration. Mm-hmm. And we have a way through the divining to tap into the vibration of the flock and see mm-hmm. what's the energy that everybody is on right now. And when mm-hmm. I tell you it is so on point and it's amazing and we get that every month so we take that information and then we help you to apply it to your own personal life you know mm. and and we move forward it's all about spiritual growth and then also community you know mm. other people who are also looking to grow and change and you know do their thing and I'm, I, you know, I'm like, why haven't I joined yet? What's wrong with me? So, okay, so you know, at the point by the time people hear this, I will be a member because I've always, I've said, I was like, I need to join, I need to, and then you know, life. Oh, I gotta come back and do that. Thank you for th- that. Yeah. Is so special, Toya. That is such yeah, a spoiler. Special on what you and you know Victor are doing. I mean, that's that's huge. And you know, my goal in the work that I do is just to continue to spread the word on these things, but to also create safe spaces because that to me is, you know, as I'm doing more of the astrology readings, which never had crossed my mind that I would be in this space. Oh until, my God. Until I, my I listened. Mind. <laughs> it wasn't until I listened. And so when you talked about death and rebirth, for me, my, my, my cycle of music had its own kind of death to a certain degree. I'm not doing that right now because I needed the rebirth. I knew I knew I was being led to do something more spiritual. I knew that. And I just was having a difficult time really gathering what that would look like. Um, and then the astrology just started. I don't even really, I can't even point. I mean, I've always been into astrology. So it's, it's kind of difficult for me to ascertain what was the line because I practiced it for myself a long time. Yeah. I just had never really yeah. gone public with it. But um, mm-hmm. I just think that I, you know, we'll definitely have in our show notes, a spiritual experience.com. Correct. Correct. That's yes, the, yes, yes. 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 And then the other thing um, is that starting in November, I'll be having like fireside tech here at my home. And Ooh. if you would like to come, you know, if you're in Chicago, you would like to come and just kind of have these conversations, have these spiritual conversations. And also, I'll be doing like ancestral readings and um, things like that as a group. And we can tap in. And if there's messages that come, we let them come, you know, yeah. things like that. So to find out more information about that, that's at gotbaba.org. Say you that know, one more time, Dio. Say that yes. one more time. Gotbaba. I love that. Got Baba. Got Baba. Org. We will, <laughs> we will include that. And ah, we're, we're at our time, but listen, I'm going to have to like make you a, you know, a contributing guest or something because there's so much that you've said that needs even further unpacking. And so, you know, we made, we decided, I decided to make this interview, the video to be also public because 
um, you know, listening is good. And I, and I'm, I'm a, I'm actually an audio learning. So learner. So I, that's why I love podcasts so much, but I do think, yeah. um, you know, YouTube has the ability to cross even more people just because of my following and, you know, more, uh, even a bigger audience. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to put this up. I want people to sit with what you're, yes, yes. Sit with what Toya has said today, really sit with it. Um, and, you know, think about, it's not a time to go fix your life. You know, it's not about fixing your life. It's just about being, you know, being in your life and the, the revelations will come. So as we wrap up, what is maybe one last thing that you would like to offer that maybe we didn't tap into, we didn't have time and you want to share or, um, you know, just something that you just are feeling right now, maybe people need to hear as we can begin to wrap Yeah, up. thank you so much. Thank you so much for asking that because um, Spirit was saying that someone who is going to watch this, this recording is suffering with anxiety or maybe a few, but like mm. panic disorder anxiety almost. And mm. I want whoever that, that just resonates with to know a few things. First, um, there is no disaster. There is, mm. there is no disaster. I know it feels like a disaster, but there is no disaster. Um, mm. So what is happening is that your bills are going off because you are a very, 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 very powerful person and you are not walking through this world with no armor. You, you, you have, you have an alarm system that's for you that is screaming at you that mm. it's time for change. Mm. And if you could just allow yourself to sit with the concept before you even do anything, just sit with the concept of, of change and ask yourself, what would change look like in your life? Like if things were to just drastically change for the better, what would that look like? And whatever answer you come back with, there's no wrong answer know that that is what's screaming at you. Mm. That's, that's the anxiety that you feel here. That's the panic that you, feel, that you feel here. You feel that change trying to get your attention so that it can be born and birthed through you. Mm. So trust yourself a little bit more. Know that there is no, there is no disaster. It's just change calling for mm. you. Mm. There is no disaster. That, that was my, my mic drop because I think for anxiety, that is the point. It's a disaster, yeah. <laughs> something yeah. horrible. It feels that way. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, there is no disaster. I love that. I love that. I love you. I thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> it's a love fest. I really thank you. Yeah. I thank you personally. I try to say that as much as I possibly can because I talk about you incessantly. If you're in my life, you have heard the name Toya. You, you have heard that name <laughs> because yeah. where my children are like, how's Toya? It's like, yes, it was, you know, they, they you, right before we push records, you got to see my youngest son who you haven't yeah. seen in a long time. And he's a grown man now. Like he's Deep voice and everything. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so at any rate, so thank you so much. I'm going to have you hold tight. Those of you who are listening, okay. we will be back again next week with more information, interviews, all the goods. We're going to continue our series. I'm going to be bringing in other people who have a very interesting, I think, approach into healing um, and spirituality, which I think is critical 
that you just broke down 40, why this is critical uh -huh. at this point. And those of you who are not yeah. 40 yet, um, you see what you have to look forward to. And those who are past 50, past 60, you know, this still resonates in that same space. There's even more cycles and shifts that are happening at that point. But um, thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast and share on social media using hashtag finding your voice after 40. To submit questions, email info at findingyourvoiceafter40.com.